Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is the man who once built a fully functioning Iron Man suit out of parts of old guitars, Mr. Drew Celestino. That's what MacGyver would do, and uh, I was a big MacGyver fan as a kid, so, you know. You got to use what you have available. A little you, duct tape and a special army knife, and you can build anything. You, you were Iron Man on so many levels. I guess so. Is Ironic. That? I didn't really get into Iron Man until like the mid 2000s. There you go. <laughs> As did a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually. <laughs> All right, folks. Here we are again. Thank you for joining us. Now our opening statement. Sir, yeah. we're back here again. How was your week? Not too shabby. Um, so the, uh, the, the, the illness of mystery. Yes, is I'm I'm at, I'm at like ninety seven point eight percent. Gotcha. There is this lingering cough. It just it's yeah. It's, it's getting better last few days, but it just this is going on a month <laughs> now, is it? Yes, it is. But I'm finally uh, I'm out of the woods now. It's just like okay, let's just iron out the the rest here. So doing okay. It's been a um. Very, I, the earlier part of the week, I was super wrapped up in uh, finishing this new song for the band, and it really consumed me kind of for the, for like the immediate days after we last recorded, so into the weekend. So that was good. It got finished up. It got done, and I'm very happy with it for now, so we'll see how the band will respond to it and if we can actually perform it, because some stuff's a little tricky to do do if you're an actual human being is not a computer so uh, we'll see if uh everyone's up to up to snuff uh playing it i think they will be but you never know but that was uh trying not trying trying i kind of threw myself at it in a slightly different way like I, my songwriting process is usually kind of like i don't want to say i luck into it but a lot of it is just kind of like right place right time and it, if it works it works yeah this time, I kind of forced myself to like just work through instead of like fiddle until I get lucky. Like, like yeah, I had a I had a thing. I wrote this this section that I wanted to continue on, like the first half of that night that I came up with, and like I had this whole little thing going. I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so rather than like you know just stick it out and like finish it. And say that's done or whatever. I just kind of, or, or like you know, jettison the whole thing, come back to it in six months, which I do a lot actually. Like just throw things on the shelf and never look back. And then when I finally do come back around, <laughs> maybe they'll get reused. Well, now this time I kind of everything in its natural creative time. I guess this time I just I forced myself to just kind of like push down a different avenue than I would have otherwise, and I jettisoned the whole thing I came up with and came up with something else, and it ended up being great so now it's like fantastic so do you find when it when it's forced does that affect the quality at all it can because sometimes you just want to get it done just get it done yeah so you can convince yourself in the moment that it's good or that it works well enough you know um and like i said i, I had that part and i had this little thing and i was like yeah it works but yep. i listened back to it and i was like yeah you know it it's doing something but it's not really good so it had to go. 
and it went and then it, something else came and it's like well now this is how now i hear it now it's like this this is how it's supposed to be yeah and i, I remember so, i've talked with you about your process in the past and with you the music comes first then lyrics are yeah um so on saturday uh actually i'll come back to friday in a moment but like on saturday we got we got together as the you know the three-fourths of the band <laughs> and um we kind of played some new stuff together played some more we're still learning some old stuff breaking in this whole new drummer situation <laughs> um and um we have another half song and it's like the song that i want to lead off the next record so i really wanted to like get it done but i've pumped the brakes because we had the drummer drum you know drummer situations and you know just nothing really came to me so i want i've been wanting to get this thing done so we were playing and uh with the new drummer and like finally we were jamming out the parts we kind of knew together and then we got to the, the 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 mid part which i did not have written yet and suddenly riff happened like ah and then we kind of all landed on it and like suddenly it's in the works so yeah lucas knows so uh now that one is my next uh boondoggle that i must uh, throw myself at wholeheartedly and uh I'm probably going to grind away at that one and finish that one next. And that's going to be in the neighborhood of like six-ish, maybe seven songs in various states of completion for the next record. So my goal is to hit 10. Once we hit 10, I'll be like, that's that's basically an album. And then I think I want to do some some new stuff on this one where we have maybe some little one or two minutes interspliced parts uh between songs kind of some uh i don't know some 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 what's the word i'm looking for cartilage uh you're asking the wrong guy <laughs> some kind just some kind of thematic glue to kind of hold different stuff together and maybe give the album a little more of a flow or a feel i'm not Identity. sure yet. something like that i'm trying to push the envelope a little bit on this next one so we'll see so anyway that was uh music was really uh the bulk of my week i've really kind of throwing myself at some stuff and, and, and bared down and trying to uh, I'm trying to go into music mode mentally right now which yeah, which I am in right now so anyway um, Friday uh, we had a little game night um, Alan came over Tim and uh, his wife came over as well we played uh, uh, I forgot the name of the game we played <laughs> could have been that good then um, you know what it was okay but it was our first time playing it oh, god I can't remember the name of that game what was it about? Um, <laughs> struggling to remember. Um, oh, we played unfair. Okay, so it's like you are building a theme park. Oh yeah, now yeah, that's one Gen guy when yes. she was away. Now here's the thing. Overall, yes, I do enjoy. I did enjoy this game. Okay, however, we started late. And it's our first time. Yeah, and so. it took a long time. So it's an by the end, game. I was. It's a it's a whole night game. I wanted to just be. Well, I mean, Andre isn't like it's the main course. Oh it's not, yeah, it's not a yeah, game yeah. you're going to start the night. No, game. not an appetizer game. Yeah. Um. So I got a little perturbed at the end of the night, and I was like, I just want to get done. I just want to be done. I just want to be finished. I just want to. You know, we're doing the scoring. I'm like, Jen, yeah. clearly, Jen or or. Tim, Tim's wife won. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't care about the score. They won. 
like I was just ready to be done. It was like 2 a.m. Oh, like, when did you guys start? Like 9. Uh Game took a long time. Yeah, it did. Now that we know how to play it, it would not take that yeah. long. But that was like the hour getting up to speed. Yeah. And then in the flow hit, and then we still weren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I think if you're going, if you're starting game night that late. It was that late. That's not the time to start a no, game. No, we know that You now. play something you know. Yeah. Yeah, we, well, now we know. And knowing, knowing is something, something. This is half the battle. I heard that heard. somewhere. Yes. Um, so anyway, that good. Unf- I do recommend unfair. We'll play it with you. You can you cool. can, you can yeah, cast yeah. judgment on it. I'm, I enjoyed I'm back it. in the 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 <laughs> cycle for next week. Excellent. So I'll be down. This is good news. Um, Although the week after, I'm out again. Uh, <laughs> well, I've got to marry two people, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, you have you have responsibilities, as do we all. Um, so you know uh, that was Friday. Then I talked. We already talked about Saturday. Sunday was kind of like football-y, Hang out with my dad. Day had lots of beers. Um, we also did another game night with uh, some other friends of ours, and we played some other games that um, new games or these are yes new games, but these are definite appetizer games. Okay, so the Super Mario Brothers game that, that we got yeah the, yeah, card, the game. card game got not bad, not kind, kind of a fun theme thrown on a half yeah thought out game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's thought out fine, but it's not yeah. really that fun. It's just kind of it's okay. It's I've noticed it's tricky with. IPs, intellectual properties being applied to board games. Well, they don't want to make them too good, I would imagine, right? Like, Well, no, you still want to make it good because the it's not like the board game's going to impact the video game sale or anything, but it's just like it seems sometimes that less effort is put into the actual game development when they can just slap an IP on it sure. and say that the IP will sell. I'll say this. For what it is, it's a fine game, Yeah, but... Um, Definite palate cleanser, 20 minutes, you can get some rounds in and be done. Um, the only thing, I, that the big strike against it is that if you have more than, say, four players, uh, someone might be out quickly, and then they have to wait for everyone else mm. to be out, too. To, 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 so it's, okay. it's yeah. not necessarily fun for everyone playing. Yeah. Then we played Tempura. Temp, another card game. So, oh yeah, Te- ki- kitties with sushi. Yep, Cats this one sushi. was good. Yeah, another palate cleanser game. A little more meat on its bones than the Super Mario Brothers game, um, but this one was more enjoyable for everyone. So, cool. um, I think you would uh, you dig that one too. Okay, so or can you akin it to something? It looks um, like a type of a sushi go game. When I saw like drafting, card drafting. Yeah, kind of, but but different. You don't pat, okay. you don't necessarily pass your cards around. It's more of a like a like a uh, you you draw cards. It's like rummy, but with like with like death cards. Yeah, and then when you draw the death card, you have to you have the option to put another death card back in the deck and reshuffle, and then the the game carries on. Gotcha. It's good. I think yeah. you'd like it. So definite uh, palate cleanser games there, but um, good ones. And then really, man, um, back back at the grind yesterday at work, and then uh, another ho hum uh, Monday night raw. So you know, <laughs> still watching, huh? Or as the show might as well be called now, uh, Roman Reigns, the, the the three hour Roman Reigns happy hour. <clears throat> the everybody loves Roman experience. The love him, don't you? Don't you love him? Don't you love Roman <laughs> show? I thought you were done with WWE. I'm as done as you can be 
without completely turning it off. Okay, so it's kind of like the Rick Remender cap run. Um, hmm. No, I actually did read those. This is more like a... I'm keeping abreast of what's going on, but actual uh, emotional just, investment the, is very the cliff notes of the episode. Basically that, yeah. All right. So, it's such a shame. But, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news is always good. Another thing happened this week. Yeah? We got confirmation of something that I had no idea. I was, I had my doubts. I thought, nah, doesn't look like it's in the cards, which is fine, but, so we have uh, ringside seats to uh, New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor, Global Wars at River Buffalo Riverworks. This is amazing, because uh, Ring of Honor themselves have not come to Buffalo in maybe 10 years-ish, because the last time they came here, attendance was not good. Hmm. So they said, we're not coming back. <laughs> Well, they're coming back, and they're bringing New Japan with them. Yay! So we were like, yes, let's do this. Let's get the ringside. We're in. Cool. Card, we don't care. We're going. <laughs> the card, and, and you know, then they, you know, start, the, the names started coming out, and it was good enough, right? So the Young Bucks can be there? Hell yeah, the Young Bucks are going to be there. Uh, Kushida will be there. The Time Splitter himself will be there. Um, Takahashi will be there, and possibly uh, J. Gelsimino's favorite stuffed cat, possibly sentient stuffed cat, Daryl, will be there. Okay. <laughs> just just go with it. Yeah, okay. So, this is all good stuff, and we were all very excited, yeah. but this week, the big Mama Jamma was confirmed. Yeah? After weeks of like me being cynical and pessimistic about it. Well, uh, don't hold us as the suspenser. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm building, you see? I'm, I'm, I'm building, building it up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kenny Omega is going to be in Buffalo. What? Yeah. Kenny Omega? The Kenny Omega will be in Buffalo wrestling. Nice. The, arguably one of the top two wrestlers in the world will be in Buffalo. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, the term here is marking out. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That's me. This this is big. So um, you, you grabbed me a ticket, right? Yeah, about that. The, the time to ask for that would have been as soon as the show got announced. It was one of those things where we, we bought on the fence. We Hang on, correction. We bought not even knowing who was going to be on the card. So you could not afford to be on the fence about buying the ticket in this case. Mm. Tickets are probably still available, but you will not be ringside with us. Sorry, sir. <laughs> At the time of purchase, we did not know Kenny would even be here. Hindsight and in what what and whatnot. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, I, I I'm sorry. I have to get you a dictionary. Look up the definition of the word friend. Uh, it wasn't a fighting game tournament or something. No, no, it's okay. It's, it's a hard. wrestling <laughs> show. Next time Ring of Honor comes around, I'll be sure to include you. Okay. Next time. I didn't. Sorry, okay. man. You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta. It's okay. At least he invited me to those Metallica shows. Oh, wait. <laughs> didn't do that either. Oh, my God. If I can push point out, the Metallica show ticket price was well, e- yeah, easily steep. Then again, these Ring of Honor tickets weren't cheap either. <laughs> so, 
that's all that's been fun awesome that's me uh what's up with you what's up with me let's see uh thursday night x-wing night did it was kind of a um it was weird because you know I, i mentioned last week we were starting that league yeah and i didn't want to throw out any big name pilots right away because, again, once a pilot dies in the league, you can't use them for the rest of the league. So yeah. I was like, I kind of want to see what other people are building. So I just kind of threw together like a scrub squadron, more mm-hmm. or less. Three uh, T-70 X-Wings. T-70s are the model of the X-Wing that was in Force Awakens. Okay. Um, and uh, Protector at Starfighter, which is a scum and villainy ship. And, you know, I got, I got tabled, which is X-Wing parlance for i was completely destroyed i didn't destroy any ships oh yeah that was was that a league match it was in a league yeah but again it's i didn't expect to do a lot with that squad that's fair it was basically just data gathering okay see what okay. people are kind of throwing out doing your homework so yeah uh the league goes on for a couple months so i'm, I'm not gonna win or lose the league in the first week and you didn't really lose anything i, of value. I lost i lost a an x-wing pilot but um, like I know Lucas, it was tough. <laughs> Just Pav is good, but you know had had to sacrifice. But but you've kept your your main guns. Oh yeah, in your all, pocket. The, all the ones are all the main ones are still in the back pocket. All right. So I'm debating whether or not I roll out kind of our scrub squadron this week or build something a little heftier. Okay. But I also did try out a new build Thursday night that um at least for. Uh, next couple ones I can foresee is going to be my tournament build, which is a fun little like bomber with Bosk build. Good old Bosk. Good old Bosk. Let's look out. <laughs> is that that's th- it? Th- it's th- the only line he had in uh, in Empire. That, but that is dialogue. Technically. That is, it's, you know, I did my best. It's a speaking, it's a speaking role. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So that was. Thursday, Friday. I had a game night as well, but it was at my church. My friend Adam puts on like a quarterly game night ministry event. Think of it; it's, it's kind of like a Big Brother, okay, event. Um, bringing different generations together, board gaming, whatnot. Sure. Um, so I ran an X Wing flight school, ah. at that, and that was fun. We had a good time at that. Um, Saturday. What was Saturday? It was Saturday. Saturday, uh, Julie kind of needed a break. She needed some some her time, so I took the boy, and we had a little father Sunday. Uh, went to the comic book store, picked up my comics, uh, and then just kind of bopped around a couple different places. We had lunch at the new Five Guys on okay. the boulevard, which is conveniently closer than the other Five Guy locations. I love Five Guys, so um, went to like Best Buy, just bopped around one you know you can get settlers of Catan at best buy i'm not surprised yeah i, I think like, all these big rocks retail stores are just whatever low-hanging fruit they can grab to get to get some yeah. money in that's what they're gonna go for yeah but it's just nice to see it like board gaming has kind of got to that level i sure. mean you're not gonna find like really deep cuts at best buy but like the big like settlers of Catan, ticket to ride probably uh, king stuff of, like that yeah yeah the um, gateway games yeah the, the gateway level stuff. games yeah it's okay. Um, so Good that games. was that. Yeah. And then uh, Sunday, I didn't watch football. There was actually an X-Wing tournament on Sunday. I'm using tournament in very loose terms. Because <laughs> only four people showed up. 
There's a, a store in um, Lockport. It was the first tournament they were putting on. Um, the building that the store is in is interesting. It's like an old office building, and the store is uh, like one office. And then they use the rest of the offices for gaming spaces. Where is this? It's Casual Dragon Games in Lockport. Lockport. No, I'm, I'm not uh, Lockport yeah. fluent. Um, like I said, four people showed up. Um, I took second place. I was one hit away from winning the tournament. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Um, and I was more or less running the tournament, too. <laughs> I was the only one there with any tournament experience. Um, you should have got some bonus points for that. Well, you know, should have gotten something for it. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Let's see. Oh, also this weekend. And I didn't do in like one thing, but just a couple other things. Watch Mortal Kombat again. The movie? The movie. Wow. I want to pause a moment. The, the, the recording? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I just want to talk this about This is Mortal an aside? Should we yeah, s- yeah, this is just a quick aside. Should we so, save this for like a feature? Should no, we? no, no. No, no. It's going to be quick. Okay. So uh, I will still say that Mortal Kombat is the best theatrically released video game movie. Okay. Um, the best video game movie is Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. There's no contest okay. to anything that's been released. Okay. Um, and that's just not my... I'll freely admit I'm biased towards Street you Fighter. You definitely but, are. But as you are towards Mortal Kombat... Definitely. Let's, let's be it's honest. More my, more my speed. Um, but if you were to watch Assassin's Fist, you would... Is that uh, the old animated one? No. No, no okay. this one was essentially uh, got... Picked up by you okay there? Yeah. Got a pick, some wrist pain lately. Got a picked Lucky up me. by well, you should switch hands then. Uh picked up by Machinima <laughs> and it originally aired as a web series. Okay. But there is a theatrical cut. Gotcha. So uh but no, watch World Combat and you know what? How did it age? <laughs> <laughs> There's two aspects to how it aged. Okay. There's the practical visuals and the visual effects. The CGI the versus the practical. Practical stuff yeah. has aged fine. Yeah. The sets still hold up. The, the fight choreography. The fight choreography fantastic. is still on point to anything you see today. Yeah. Um, Goro still works. Yeah. For the most uh, part. When he's not fighting. The yeah. fighting was a little hard to pull off, but like the when he's air finger quotes acting yeah. or just like talking he still works as a visual he still looks really good yeah um the things that don't hold up is anything that was done by computer yeah oh yeah oh well here's the we're, thing. To, we're also talking like early cgi yeah here's the thing you gotta remember like that movie when it came out CGI was like this new concept. The yeah. fact it had it at all was like, whoa, yeah, cutting this, edge. This this movie bought in hard. This was not even like PlayStation One level graphics. Uh, it was. I, I mean, I just I just remember I've seen yeah. some stuff recently. Like uh, specifically, the uh, the 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 scorpion weird spear thing is like it's passable. The scorpion spear was the best of it. Yes. Unfortunately, reptile. 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 Any outworld environment, yeah. just not good. Yeah. Um, I still don't buy Bridget Wilson and Sonya. Nor I. I never liked her as Sonya. She was, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything negative about this, but she was too pretty to play Sonya, and her performance did not sell 
military specialist. That's I think more than anything, that's what it is. Like yeah. she just didn't have the gruffness you needed to for, for Sonya. And not for nothing, uh, Christopher Lambert is Raiden. Yeah, it wasn't all that great. Either. No, he was just kind of doing but, Christopher Lambert. Stuff. See, it's funny because the things that got wrong, they got really wrong. But things that got right, oh god, Kano. Kato was great. Uh, Rest in peace. Terry Tagawa as Shang Tsung. It just yeah, yeah, steals that movie. Um, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage was Adequate, great. He Luke, was adequately- Luke Kang was great. You know, the fights I would rank would be the... Um, My favorite was always the Johnny Cage and Scorpion fight. I, after a rewatch, I put the Liu Kang reptile fight. Oh, that one was good, that. too. Yeah, much yeah. more brutal, much more technical in the choreography. Sure. Johnny Cage Scorpion is right underneath, then yeah. Liu Kang Sub-Zero, yeah, and yeah. then Liu Kang Shang Tsung. Yeah. At that point, you just had the actors fighting yeah. and not the stuntmen. Yeah. 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 Um, so, just a just quick revisit of that. I've always wanted to watch that Mortal Kombat Legacy web series that came out a couple uh, years back. You know, I have, a, I have a, I heard nothing but good things about that. Well, I'm going to throw you a little curveball here, sir, as we uh, are coming up on nearing the end of the defenders here and we don't know when punisher's starting maybe we should like get into some of this stuff for for a little 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 show content so you're saying mortal Kombat annihilation we gotta do that <laughs> what why not oh. oh street fighter the movie that movie cost me a wife street fighter the movie come on that's, that's we, rough we'll get through it together that is that is rough. We watched the trial of the Incredible Hulk for Christ's sake. How, how bad could <laughs> we did? How bad we could did. this other stuff be? And then we can so, watch this Mortal Kombat yeah. series, maybe. So that was uh, pretty much my week. All right. In a nutshell, dear listeners, if you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments, we love to hear from our listeners. And we've got some questions coming up next. You can contact us at Twitter at devil's do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod you can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com or you can go find all these resources available to you on our website the devil's do podcast.com drew that brings us to cross-examination our first question is from mr tom fenzel Semi-frequent question asker on the show. Always a listener. We appreciate it. And we've got some good news from Tom. Hello, guys. My wife successfully gave birth to our daughter last week, so hey. I'm proud father of a baby girl, Natalie. Tom, congratulations, sir. boy. But definitely congratulations if this is your first. Welcome to the club. If it's not your first, what in God's name are you thinking? Say one. Just one for us. Oh, we're one and done. Um, but yeah, definitely a hearty congratulations. My question is regarding jumping on the bandwagon. I think we're going to have a good time with this question. Regarding sports, jumping on the bandwagon is wrong. You have the team you grew up with, or the town that you were born in. You don't just pick a team that's winning. It's true. You know, can't swap. <laughs> see, <laughs> see Carolina Panther and Seattle Seahawks fans. Uh, Regarding geek culture, I was reluctant to first start reading the Harry Potter books when I worked at the li- worked at a library. It was becoming popular. However, a friend convinced me to start reading them before they became movies, which I was grateful. The next was Rick and Morty. I wasn't too sure when I saw the small clips of the cartoon, but I decided to binge watch all of the first two seasons before the third was released, and it was amazing. I'm so glad I got the chance to watch the show. Did I jump on the bandwagon for these things? 
What is your opinion of people that jump on the bandwagon, or is there a difference? That's a good question. I don't, Tom, I don't think you jumped on the bandwagon. I think Sounds like he was ahead of the curve. Just enough. With Harry Potter, definitely. Um, I, I don't think, when it comes to like geek culture stuff, or just things outside of sports in general, I don't think there's necessarily as much a jumping on the bandwagon stigma. Um, you either some of us discover these things before they hit or some of us are recommended these things and investigate for ourselves and decide we like them. And I think if you, if you're like in the case of Harry Potter and Rick and Morty, you took a recommendation of something someone suggested to you and you watched it and you like it. That's not really jumping on a bandwagon. I think jumping on a bandwagon would be more if you played it off like you were a fan of it the whole time. Yeah, that's like yeah. Your point of entry is your point of entry. Just don't don't act like uh, you were there at the ground level when you got in on the thirteenth yeah. floor, more or less. That's why it's more apropos for sports because you know, after a team has had success, then you jump on and you know you claim like oh you know all this I don't know insert your insert insert brag humble brag here but um with with other stuff though like I don't know man get in when you can and enjoy it and you know. I, there's no like there's no no one's keeping score on yeah. on, on the pop cultural side of things so although, then again that's although, not necessarily true yeah i think sometimes mm. we are reluctant and i think this is just culture as a whole we are reluctant to investigate something that's been suggested to us because there's almost some strange sense of if i watch this thing person x y or g watch listen to play this person suggested and i like it that person wins uh <laughs> yeah I, I think i know what you mean yeah and there's we all want to be the first to be something yeah and i at least me i think that's silly it, it, uh, but, it is, but, but it's it, also but at the same a real time, phenomenon. At the same time, we also have people that we are apt to listen to more than others. Sure. To- yeah. Totally. So, yeah. Don't don't be ashamed. Get in yeah. when you get in. Yeah, and enjoy, yeah. enjoy yeah, Like what you like. And, and, and not for nothing, but uh, our favorite phrase on the show. Uh, even with sports teams, um, it's okay to jump off no it's not sure it is no absolutely especially when your team team. there there are i I had had this worked out my head there's two reasons you're allowed to switch allegiances uh one if the team dissolves okay you can switch allegiance two if the team moves yeah you can switch allegiance what if you move nope to a town with a new team nope yeah, I disagree there. Your team's your team. What if my team... So you're telling me, <laughs> if you're telling me, for what just if, for, for argument's sake, we'll say you're a Bills fan. It's being generous. Go so on. if you move to Cleveland... Yeah. No, I wouldn't even bother. Yeah. But if I went to, if I went to a city with a good team... Or if you lived in, like, New England, you moved to oh, Cleveland. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, no. See? Well, going to Cleveland is just not... You're, you're not going to win anyone there. <laughs> But like you know, if I move to who's 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 so who's you, got a fun team? <laughs> let's say if you lived in New England, you moved to Atlanta. Uh, no one cares about the Falcons, even in Atlanta. That is 
very not true. They're not even the biggest draw down in Atlanta. Um, no, you, you could you could switch, especially when your team was a 17-year dumpster fire. You're more than allowed to jump off the bandwagon. Can't switch. You can switch. You have my permission. You can switch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, thank you very much for your questions. Uh, next questions are from Adam, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, Drew, how's that song for Carl coming along? Song for Carl. The one where you sing about your rage of me playing with the toys I had when I was a kid. <laughs> Um, Gotta give some background, Adam. Sorry, the uh, I've, been, I've been really focused on on other stuff as I as I already laid out, but um, I'll get back to that. <laughs> the the new song on the Long Cold Dark album, "Rap Bastard with the Flag," uh huh. Is, is Gardner? If, if there's Ray a Lemire's. song on there called "Flag," you'll know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> you will know. Flagged. Flagged. Yeah, that's right. Flagged. <laughs> oh man that's funny uh carl in your journey in board game fandom what have you discovered to being your favorite thing about board gaming um it's my favorite thing is twofold and i've discussed this before and it's kind of what's kind of drawn me away from video games more to board games i haven't played video games a lot for a couple reasons uh one there's just hasn't been any major titles out that i really want to invest time in um, two with board games, there is first off, um, a social interaction that for most part, video games just don't have anymore. Um, we don't have couch co-op so much anymore. Not outside of Nintendo um, consoles. Even within Nintendo consoles. When's the last time you went over someone's house for the sole purpose of playing Nintendo? Sole purpose. Not often, yeah. but then again, Mario Kart is the great unifier and divider. <laughs> but at the same but at the same time that blue shell man that thing will end marriages um but at the same time like how many times have people come together just to play mario kart it's hey we're having game night let's break out mario kart it's not like back when we were kids and yeah. this was in his prime you went over to billy's house to play his new game sure or vice versa sure so I think the video games have kind of lost that. Uh, the second reason, the, sec- uh, the second favorite thing for me is just the tactile sensation. Mm-hmm. Depending on the game, like the pieces, how well they're constructed, how uh-huh. well they interact with each other. So yeah, those two things, social interaction and tactile sensation are my two favorite things. That latter point especially is uh, very true. For I appreciate that a lot as, yeah. as the guy who... Uh, Outright rejects digital comics and is yep. now uh, on the vinyl collecting trade. She jumped so, on the bandwagon with that. Is that what that is? <laughs> no, no. It's okay. Not. It's not. It's, it, you know, it's, again, going back to the point, that's your point of entry. You weren't big into vinyl before. When I was growing up, no one had any. Yeah. It was, it was all CDs. And now you have the option to get it. Yeah. And it's glorious. Yeah. Big, big artwork and booklets. And it just, it's, it's stuff. I like stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying you're jumping on the bandwagon. Damn but hipster. You just did though. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's okay. Uh, Drew and Carl, the best place to get wings in Buffalo is. Ooh. That's a tough one. That's tough. Everyone's going to have their favorite corner place for sure. Um, wow. Yeah. You have to understand for those of you who live outside the area, you have to try to find bad wings yeah it's in a, buffalo yeah um i'm gonna slightly cop out i'm gonna give I'll, I'll just i'll throw out i'll throw out you know high marks to um 
Gabriel's Gate on uh, Allen Street in downtown Buffalo. Top flight, very big, excellent wings. Um, and not for nothing, again, there's our favorite phrase in the show, take a shot. Uh, <laughs> Santora's, man, actually has really yeah. good wings. Look Some of their wings. flavors are just fantastic. Yeah. They get a lot of variety, and they're really nice and crispy, and they come out yep. on point. But if if you're going, I'll cop out a little bit and say you got the big two, and the big and, and one of them shouldn't even be one of the big two. So the the debate always rages: is it Anchor Bar or is it Duff's? Yeah. Well, it's not even a debate; it's Duff's. Yeah. Anchor Bar is yeah, no. Anchor Bar is for tourists. Uh, even that might um, be like, no, don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. I've Turn I've on. actually I've actually never had Anchor Bar, so I wouldn't be opposed to trying them just so I can you know say they're serviceable. Yeah. Um, Duff's I've never been a huge fan of. Wow, you 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 madman! You madman! To me, Duff's are all heat, no flavor. Oh, I disagree. Um, okay, I understand. My favorites are kind of on the outskirts of the city a little bit. Yeah, like I said, you got uh, your favorite corner. Please. Yeah, the first one, they're kind of like neck and neck, but one is much more reliable than the other. Um, the that one counts. that's the one that's reliable is Bar Bill. Um, it's kind of in. Oh, it's out there past Lockport, whatnot. Wow. Okay. Um, fantastic wings. Uh, crunchy on the outside. Good flavor. Crispy. Stack crunchy. Um, the other one I recommend is right up there with Barbell, but they're not reliable in that when you go there, they may or may not be open. Ah. And if they are open, don't even bother going on a weekend you're going to wait's going to be over an hour easy. Um, it's just not... They, they who is this it's nine eleven in south buffalo okay uh the words nine eleven, not and obviously they opened before nine eleven. yeah um the wings are fantastic best best french fries i've ever had in my life wow um but it's a crapshoot if they're open um they only ever have one person making the wings so mm. and some nights they don't even do takeout like the last it's one th- of these kind of places, huh? The yeah, the last time I was there, um, I went with a couple friends of mine. Julie was at home, and she asked me to bring her home some wings. I was like, "Yeah, sure, fine." So I ordered twenty to go, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing takeout tonight." And that was Thanks, the Chief. last <laughs> time I was there. I will be last, but I can't, I can't discount how good their wings are. Pretty fantastic. Nice. Um, coming up, close second for me would be a Rain Tree Bar and Grill and a Comic Book Cafe. And Grand Island. Okay. They got really good wings. They're Kentucky bourbon wings. Oh, <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, those are the questions that we have. Thank you very much for those of you sent in questions. Those of you who didn't, feel free to send in, send us in some questions. We love, we love to hear from our listeners. A little uh, quiet from our, our good friends, uh, Alan and Jay. Maybe Jay's watching Casino. <laughs> 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 oh, you almost got me. I couldn't even get out. You almost got me there. <laughs> yeah, he's not watching Casino. <laughs> he's not. Although, you know what? Again, just going back to board games really quick. When I was at the comic shop, when I was at Dave and Adams Saturday, I came across a board game, Shark Island. Shark Island. Why do, yes. I, do I remember this game? And I was like, no, it's relative, It's pretty new. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, because I looked at the back of it. The artwork's great. The components look great. And just everything looks fantastic. And I tech, you know, 
Adam's a, a big board gamer. He's kind of partially got me into it as well. I text him, like, have you heard of this game? He's like, I've heard some things about it. One person plays the shark, and everyone else plays the people who are trying to, to get the shark. And Can you be Quint? No, it's not like Jaws, but there oh, is a okay. Quint-esque character. Okay. Um, and so... I mean, but like board games, these things are kind of expensive, so you always look up for a review or whatnot after you. Yeah. Went home and watched a review of it, and I was like, oh. Oh, okay. It's one of those things, there's just too much going on. Understood. And the shark has coins it can spend. Like like, like a shark does. Yeah, because the shark has a little coin purse. It keeps in its gills or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Okay. No. What was the shark game where it had the chomping shark that went in a circle? I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. what. I think it might just be called Shark Attack. I think it is Shark Attack. Yeah. Big ups for Shark Attack. Or or was that the game where you had to like pluck the teeth out of the shark's mouth and hope it didn't chomp? I, no, that was an alligator. That's right. That was an alligator. Okay. So, yeah. I was disappointed because I saw that game. I was like, oh. This is when board gaming is going to come full circle when we have like... We're just going to go back to these old childhood games instead. <laughs> I could play Settlers of Tam, but we've had some pretty boss hungry, hungry hippo exactly. games. <laughs> <laughs> it's competitive. It's a mousetrap kind of night. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no one ever played that game. They just set up and let set the mousetrap go. Set it up. Yep. Exactly. Yep. All right. So let's get to our case files. Kind of light this week, but, you know, light but There was quality. stuff. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, Sunday night debuted the <laughs> new... Jeez. Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery. Drew, did you watch? I did not. I did. Okay. How? How is it on? Was it on TV? Yeah, they premiered the first episode on CBS Standard. Now oh, it's, now it's going behind the drug dealers to give the first taste for free. Yeah. And, uh, See, now yeah. I'm even less likely to watch it. Yeah. Um. It it was okay. Okay. Here's my problem with a lot of current Star Trek. All the technology looks like it's more advanced than what was in the next generation. And that's fine if all this stuff wasn't taking place like 80 years before the next generation. Yes. Like, okay. This is and this is pre-original pre series, yes, right? Yes, this is pre-Enterprise. Like the series, you know wait, how the series wait. Enterprise was X number of years before, like Kirk and Spock and whatnot. Yeah, this series Discovery, I think, is ten years before Enterprise. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But okay. Yeah. So it. Uh, so I started watching Enterprise a couple months back. Right. That can't be right. It is. Spock's father's on this show. How does that is how old is he? Dude, Vulcans live for like over a couple they have years. A very long lifespan. I, I, I guess. All right. I'll let it go. But OK. Wow. Well, see, see, here's the thing. I thought it took place like X number of years before the original series, not Enterprise. No, X number of years before Enterprise. Oh, yeah. Well, that's dumb. So here's the thing. Yeah. I'm noticing Star Trek is kind of running into Star Wars prequel-esque continuity problems. I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked, I tell you, to find there's gambling going on in this establishment. Go on, explain. Okay, so in Enterprise, I never finished Enterprise, but I got like a season and a half. Okay. No one cares. 
So um, it's okay. In Enterprise, they weren't at the point yet where they were using the transporters to transport humans. Okay. They were just doing it for cargoes. Like, first 10 minutes of this show, they're using transporters to transport people. You have me intrigued. I'm doing some Googling. Go on. Tell, give me, I want your breakdown. Keep going. No, no. Um, the, again, all the technology looks much more advanced. See, Enterprise kind of got the technology feel right in comparison to the original series. Yeah. Because obviously you can't make it look exactly like the original series because then it's just going to look happy. Well, pa- pause on you, sir. Okay. Star Trek Discovery takes place 10 years before the adventures of Crick and Spock. Okay, but where is it? Where is that fall in line with Enterprise then? Enterprise took place like 100 years before Crick and Spock. No, it wasn't that long. Oh, it was. Mm, look that up too. Okay. Um, so, okay. So then that takes care of the, the transporter thing. But in... Uh, in the opening of the show, like the captain and the first officer are on this desert planet where they, I'm not sure if the prime directive is in place yet because okay. they blatantly violate it. All right. Uh, I've got the whole, the whole series here. Okay. Break it down. Enterprise takes place in the 2100s. Okay. The original series takes place in the 2200s. Okay. The next generation takes place in the 2300s. All right. So... Uh, this place is Enterprise just before the original series. Okay. So now now we know. And again, knowing is half the, you know, something. Battle. Whatever. Snake Eyes has lips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the captain and the first officer are stranded on this planet, and there's this bad storm rolling in. Okay. So they just go start walking, and the way they get their ship... To find them is they walk a Federation symbol into the sand. And then the ship comes through the clouds in that spot. Uh-huh. Finds them, beans them up. So there's that. Um, That's I'm not, silly. I'm not crazy about the ship design. It is the original design for the Enterprise from the motion picture. You got to consider that. It, it doesn't... Again, it's the way the technology looks and feels in this show. It yeah. feels very like I feel, Abrams. I, I, I'm not a fan of the design either. That's yeah, not, it feels very Abrams-verse, and I like the first Abrams film and kind of most of the second Abrams film. Um, and yeah. It was a good trial run for Star Wars. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like the whole technology thing, and then... So there are Klingons in this. This series is kind of going to cover the Federation's first war with the Klingons. Can we talk about the Klingons? We can get there in a second. Okay. And therein lies another problem I have with this is that Star Trek, ever since the Abrams reboot, Star Trek has become extremely action-oriented. Yes, very much. A lot of action in this show, and it's doesn't feel like star trek now the klingons are speaking just klingon okay everything is subtitled okay which is fine but at the same time you've got these incredibly beautifully designed sets and costumes whether or not you think they look good for klingons aside the design is is very incredible and breathtaking that's fine i can't i don't have time to enjoy the design if i'm just constantly reading ah i'm a, I'm, I'm a subtitle guy so i'm not really against subtitles <laughs> but like just have them speak english <laughs> um why but, do they look the way 
like I, the way I they do. Know. I have no idea. I, thought I we, fell asleep the last 10 minutes of the episode. I thought we locked in on a Klingon look over the last 20, 30 years. Well, again, I think we've discussed this before when the first trailers were shown. There was something, I think it was in Next Generation, where Worf said... It was in Deep Space Nine. Deep, yeah. And it was later revealed when they went that there, there, was a, there was a virus there was a or virus, something. And it took generations to... Yes. Yeah. That's fine, but... This doesn't even look like that. No, no, I get this that. This is I get that. something way yeah. different. And that's that's why I'm I really didn't have a connect with the show because it's so disconnected from the original series. I mean, obviously, again, yes, you want to make it a little more polished than the original yeah, series. Yeah, of course. You can't go back to the sixties, but you But know. it just seems so far ahead. And it really and again, it there's a, it's mostly action. And it's yeah. yeah, I don't. It did not. I mean, I fell asleep the last ten minutes of the episode. So my know. my Star Trek, and I think Trek fans would agree, is action when you need it. Yeah, but I mean, largely you're talking philosophical questions, uh, moral discovery, issues, discovery. Exploration. Um, yeah, ex- exploration, discovery, mor- with, morality plays with the with phaser blaster, sure, proton torpedo. Sure. Sprinkled in. Not for nothing, my favorite... Take a drink. Uh, my favorite Trek episodes are usually the boring ones. Yeah. With 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 stakes and light on action. Yep. Just, just really good character stuff and, and, again, morality plays and just little things that yeah. say something about something. Yep. I don't need explosions all the time. Yeah. I got Star Wars for that. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. There was that. Okay. Well, um, I'll tread lightly then. I'll yep. uh, maybe I'll if I can come across it, I will. But I'm not going out of my way. I can't even like a hundred percent recommend it. If you are a fan of Trek, I can't necessarily recommend this. Hmm. Well, that's troubling. So yeah, troubling, troubling, troubling. With tribbles. Yeah, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> okay, so a really interesting piece of news came out this week. I have said on the show my all-time favorite superhero film, and what I still argue is the the best superhero film, Mm. is the original Christopher Reeve, Richard Donner, Superman. You are dating yourself, but okay. I am old. I have said it before, I'll say it again. I'm old. Um, It was announced earlier this week that the eh, legendary, for lack of a better word, uh, three-hour cut of the film yeah is going to be released on blu-ray i have never seen this it was aired once on television See, the story right? is that um cbs i mean whatever network was going to air superman okay but they wanted to do it as a two-night thing theatrical cut was too short for two-night things so they went to warner brothers and warner brothers was able to add in scenes that were not in the theatrical cut but were finished into the film so the it was aired once over two nights. Its total running time is three hours long, and now it's coming out on Blu-ray. All right. I'm excited about this. Granted, I will most likely maintain that the theatrical cut is the one you should see, but for those who are familiar with the theatrical cut and enjoy it, this is probably going to be a nice little... Because a lot of what's in this three-hour cut has been released on previous releases of the film as like deleted scenes. I see. Not not all of it. Right. But most of it. Okay. But now it's like edited back into So it's all film. in one shot. Yep. Okay. Three hours. 
All at once. All for you. All for you. Okay. More Marlon Brando's and Krypton. 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 If you're the director, do you stop them? Be like, it's Krypton. You, uh, you couldn't. Donner, <laughs> Donner couldn't. He argued with Donner to film a bagel. I heard about this. I think he was joking to get his point across, but then again... And all the things you've heard about Marlon Brando, he was yeah. as a talented... As much of a talent he was, he was equally just a paycheck actor. Yeah, true. Just, so yeah. So there's that. That I'm really excited about. I'll definitely be picking that when it comes out. Now, our main event news story of the week. Wow. Most pertinent to this We're show. Trucking through here. Okay. Yeah, there's one lot going on this week. Earlier this week, we got a full trailer for the Netflix series, The Punisher. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. Yes. Now don't mind i will lead off please let, let you back clean up ah. um the trailer featured uh our most extensive look at the series yet trailer clocks in a full trailer length uh, over around two two minutes and change mm-hmm. uh features my all-time favorite metallica song one off the and justice for all album be it a slightly altered version to fit the trailer and it's it's easy to see from the outset that they've nailed again the tone of the Punisher. Uh, the trailer is very well put together. Uh, it gets me really excited for the series, with a caveat. Hmm. In that, I'm going all. Out, I'm marking out hard for this trailer when they're playing and everything, and then the line "They killed my family to get to me." And that didn't, like, give me dead stop. It just gave me pause, and I'm sure we can get to that when when you give your thoughts on it, which we'll get to now, because a trailer about the Punisher Mm -hmm. featuring a Metallica song, Mm -hmm. Drew's got to be going crazy, right? Um, Um, Contrary to what you might (laughs) think, uh, when you combine things I love... I don't necessarily love that end result twice as much. <laughs> uh, th- I'm going to be honest with you. I watch it. Uh, I'm like, all scientific formulas point to Drew liking this. <laughs> That's why he won't. I've got a feeling Drew's not going to like this. <laughs> That's good. It's a good read. <laughs> no, I liked, I liked it. I liked... Uh, it the tone looks it feels feels good. Yeah, looks like it's going to be pretty edgy and hard, over hardcore. What they established in Daredevil season two, if not going a little darker and, yeah. and heavier. Um, so it seems like we're going to get some. We're going to get violence and 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 punishment and you know the way it should be with the Punisher, and that's all good stuff. And uh, uh. I'm not gonna lie. Hearing the gunfire uh, synced up to the song was pretty pretty cool. They they the gunfights in Baby Driver were very much like that. And they mm. did that for Baby Driver. It works really well when you have the right music for it. Sure, it's okay. I mean, you can't do it to like you know U two or something, but for Metallica, no. it's gonna work out pretty nicely. Um, so that was pretty dope. I liked all of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, now that you say it though, my my only real like. Eh, or fear, I should say, really, is that stuff with his family. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we're pa- are we not past this? And not only are not only are we not past this, but 
they they went through his family to get to him. This is a bit of a, bit of a break from uh, our known continuity, is yeah. it not? I don't need that. Yeah, it seems like lately I'm noticing, not always in films, but with television stuff, like I started watching Gotham. And oh, there was, soul. oh, don't worry. I jumped off that boat real quick. <laughs> uh, it's still on. How is it still on? Uh, I don't know. Who is watching this they're, show? They're basically putting the kid in the suit this season. Oh, sure. Everything I've seen. You know. Because, like, you run out of stuff really quick to do. Um, not for nothing, though. There it is. Take a Do a drink. Uh, <laughs> they, they did a visually very good Mr. Freeze. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, um, but like in Gotham, when the Waynes were killed, there was like this conspiracy as to oh. who and why had yeah. the Waynes killed, and I'm seeing that here with this. It's like no, the whole point of like the murder of the Waynes and the murder of Frank's family is that was a random it's the act, right? It's a random criminal act that nothing could have been done for seen or stop. It doesn't need to have deeper meaning, right? There are plenty of things about these characters that you can dive deep into and really examine. These should not be them. Yeah. And especially with the Punisher, like, uh, again, uh, the comics at a certain point just kind of established that, yes, it's tragic what happened to him, but he got over that a long time ago. Yeah. He, he, he now does what he does because he wants to. Yep. And that being said... Netflix still has a really good batting average. They do. I'm um, no. I'm Barenthal is the definitive Punisher. You know, I'm all in on yep. on, on the casting. And, What'd you think of Micro? Micro looked cool. Um, I got to throw a flag on that. Actually, he's not fat. He's not a fat guy. <laughs> My Micro is a fat guy. They're gonna have the battle plan in it. He's he's got to be Wayne Knight Newman from Warzone. As bad as that movie is. It was it well cast. Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. I want to get that straight. The movie's not very good, but it's cast really well. All right. So, yeah, I, I need micro fat. He can be played by Wayne Knight, uh, pre-weight loss. And uh, who else would make a good micro in my in my head? Jonah Hill? Um, no, because he kind of lost all that weight, too. Well, he got it back. He found it again. Oh, oh well. <laughs> um, let's see. Who's, who's kind of schlubby? Schlubby bearded kind of Bobby Moynihan. I don't know who that is, but okay. He's the guy from Saturday Night Live. He was originally going to do the voice of Happy in the series, but now he's on that his own new series. Huh. I'll trust you on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm picturing somebody. Oh, you know who'd be good? The guy who played uh, the, uh, the, 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 the child support guy in Big Daddy. He was also the the was he a pro wrestler in in uh 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 Billy Madison? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. No, that's the he's, he's he was he was Ira and or Barry Shalowitz in City Slickers. <laughs> I don't know which one is which. Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's Bobby Moynihan. He can be micro. Yeah. He looks a little too happy with himself, the micro. Well, I anyway. Mean, he was casting the happy. Yeah, this this micro in this show is uh, notoriously uh, uh, thin. He's a thin guy. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Well, thin. I guess it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. All right. So that's 
Yeah, no, I'm psyched. So yeah, about we're, it. That's we're on board. I'm, I'm on board. So, yeah. um, I just hope that they don't lean on that family crutch too hard. Other than that, Punisher series, okay, let's go. Let's get yeah. more Burnthal killing people yeah. in brutal fashion because, oh dear, he's good at it. He's, yep. he's he had the Punisher down pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, that's that the it? news. Well, I got some happy news. Uh, some happy, happy? Got, it got delayed till December. No, but that's okay. That doesn't make me happy. I see what you did there. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Uh, the series does take place at Christmas, and if it comes out in December, it's kind of thematic. Thematic, yeah, there you so go. So we got to wait for it, but it is a sci-fi original series yeah. d- with Christopher Maloney, though. Yeah, I mean, you've got... He's like, got the name recognition. Yeah. And so, the positive side, you have Christopher Maloney doing Graham Morrison series, happy. With Pat Oswalt. With Pat Oswalt. And the negative side, you've got... Sci-fi. <laughs> I don't know though. The, the Maloney factor tells me like it's not going to be nothing. They're, it's got. No, yeah. It's got to I mean, have some yeah cachet to it. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So. Then again, you ask me if yeah. Hey, do you want to be in a Grant Morrison joint? Yes. <laughs> okay, there, but it's not the one you wanted. To. I don't care. I'm in it. There, there. I always joke about. How, like, when someone makes fun of an actor or an actress for taking a role in a horrible movie or something, I'm like, you know what? If they offered you a million dollars to be Batman and Batman and Robin, you'd do it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. So. Nipples and all. Yep. I'd even rub them. Joel? Should I rub them like this, Joel? <laughs> Is that good? What were we talking about earlier this week that <laughs> Joel Schumacher came out with nipples? Oh, the Mario thing. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking out over, over Mario's, Mario, nipples. Mario's nipples. Uh, Joel Schumacher directed Mario. <laughs> you can argue we already had it in Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, man. Get Mario a codpiece. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's that's the news. Okay. Marvel Legacy starts this week, if you care. I... Do you want to spawn us? Want me to spoil that for you? Sure. Do you hear what happened? No. What? You know what's coming back? Who? I'll give me three guesses. Oh God! So help me God, you say Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> like if they uh, luckily like, no. <laughs> legitimately, if they brought back Uncle Ben and said he's actually alive, this is a real thing. I'd no. probably quit uh, reading comics. I, I don't think you have to worry about that ever happening. Um, no. So okay, they, they, you have two guesses left. Who's coming back in, in Legacy? Gwen Stacy. No, also still dead. All right, beyond that, I'm not really... Well, you knew it wasn't going to last. And even though they've had doppelgangers running around in various various personas adopting the name, um, the one tried-and-true Wolverine will be coming back in Legacy on Wednesday. Tomorrow. That will be a welcome return. I'm with you. I, I don't will give Marvel credit for keeping him off the table as long as they have. It's been about three or four years, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was really surprised how long they've kind of kept him off the table. So we've got his ultimate universe weird son yep. bouncing around. Got don't it. care. Yeah. We've got... Dokken, old, his other kid. Don't care. Old man Logan. Oh, yeah, which, whatever. I'm sure they're going to get rid of. Yeah, you can go back to your future Mark Millar misery timeline. It was a good story. I mean, I, I, it was a story. Uh, and uh, then you've got uh, his daughter, who is X23, X-23, who is currently yeah, Wolverine. She's a legit character. All right, I'll let that slide. No, no, this is Wolverine, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm okay with this. It was just too. a matter of time. Yeah. Um, oh, and Jean Grey's coming back. For real this time. Now, hang on. Here's the thing. 
I, 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 hear you, I hear you snickering. This is legitimately the fourth time she's come it's, back from the dead, isn't it's it? It's really not, though. Uh, to be honest with you, this is only the second time she's ever come back from the dead. Despite being like known for coming back from the yeah, dead, yeah. she has legitimately only died twice. Once in the Phoenix Saga, the actual fe- in, the, in the 70s, Kay. and then in the Grant Morrison New X-Men run, when Magneto uh, killed her. Have they said what they're going to do with the kid X-Men that I have brought no idea. forward in time? I have no idea. That was good for like a couple months yeah. then it needed to then they stop. stayed and then and they just kept them i was like oh no no yeah i don't know about no. that but gene's coming back um yeah i don't care really i mean yeah yeah uh but wolfie yeah it'll be good to have some, proper logan then, back uh oh 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 well you, we're talking comics you, here yeah, I, yeah, I like talking you comics here. something while we're talking about all these comic returns and legacy and whatnot, um, <clears throat> did you see that they're doing anthology books again? Little, just little two-in-ones. No, I did not. They're doing these little double-shot books now, apparently, at Marvel. Like, every month they're going to have a new little, I'm not sure what the title's called, but it's like a little Marvel two-in-one. Where they give you a story, okay. they, they take some characters and give you a little story, and every month it's a new set of characters. I think the last time they did that was like the Avengers and X Men okay. book they did after Avengers versus X Men. <laughs> well, this is like an ongoing okay. or, or a miniseries or something. Because well, that, those not I almost did it. Uh, those were <laughs> they were fun little one offs. Well, the one that's coming up is interesting. Okay, you know who the first two characters are doing are. <sighs> who are they doing? The Thing and the Human Torch. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I did see something about that. And they are doing, they're, they're coming back to, you saw that Legacy, they're doing corner boxes again, right? Quaint yes. little notion from our childhood. Yep. Little, little with the characters' heads in the corner or whatever. Yep. Do you know what's in that corner box for that that little book? The Fantastic Four? Um, Kind of, but it's a two. So they're not shying away from the fact that it's, who it is, but it's not the Fantastic Four, but it's like, hey, we know they still exist. Look. Yeah. They're kind of winking at us. Did you see the other wink we got? I probably did, but I can't remember. Our good friend and buddy, Mr. Alex Ross, tweeted something a little curious this week. I don't know how cryptic it is. It looks pretty not cryptic to me. Okay. What did he tweet? Um, basically a, a sketch of a new Fantastic Four piece that he's doing. Oh, for a second there he said new Fantastic Four. I was like, <gasps> no, no, no. Not Ghost the Rider, Spider-Man, <laughs> Hulk, Wolverine? <laughs> no. Um, let me pull this up for you so you can see it. Um, now, normally you'd say, oh, well, you know, that could be from any, you know, that could be from anything, really, right? It looks distinctively progressive. Let me, uh, well, I'll I'll let you look at it. And um, you can tell me what you think about its uh, look and feel. Because, you know, again, he's done Marvel work in the past. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's certainly drawn the Fantastic Four before, right? Yeah, yeah, he has. But has he ever uh, done a piece that looks like that with those costumes? No. So That is very different. Yeah. That happened. I like that four design. 
What's going on over there, Carl? What's happening? I don't know. Something's happening. Who knows? Something's happening over there. Maybe Marvel's working their magic and getting the first family of comics back in the fold. <sighs> we we can hope. We we can hope. We can hope. We just just. Yeah. I don't want to get my hopes too high, but let's just remember that all these X Men TV shows don't happen without a little kickback to Marvel. Yeah. What's the kickback? Yep. We still don't know. So, oh, that reminds me of something else you mentioned you saw earlier in this week. Oh? From uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Oh, yeah, that game. How's that going? You know. <laughs> it's, all the reviews are saying the same thing. Yeah? Graphics are terrible, the roster's boring, but the game plays really great. Okay. So, take it for what you will. Sure. But you mentioned earlier in the week that you saw some gameplay footage in which Captain Marvel was in it and her color palette was inverted. Was inverted. It looked and great. I saw that just today. I was like, that looks really good. That needs to be the standard. Because then I thought about it. I'm like, Wait that's like the original Captain right. Marvel. It, you know, th- that didn't dawn on me until like a day later after I told you about it. Yeah. And then I, was, then I saw it again. I'm like, now I know why I like it better. Because it looks like Captain yep. Marvel. Yep. Just do that. Keep the sash, make it gold again. Yeah, it's and fine. And you've got a great looking costume. I mean, her costume's fine as it is. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like the color flip. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. It's kind of like red and blue Superman from the arcade game, but, but, but in this case, it actually looks good. <laughs> Remember that the the original Superman arcade game where it was like two players yeah. and one was like a regular colored one Superman. One was red, and, and one the was other blue. was essentially Red Sun Superman. No, well, he had a red costume on. Yeah, it was red, and the like the boots and the cape were gray. Were they? I'm pretty sure they were. I don't remember. But I do remember the red, and it weirded me out. Yeah, yeah. Superman's colors inverted are weird. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of mind-bending. Anyway. There's, not only that, there are just two Supermen? <laughs> what's what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. How, how long until DC pulls that out of their pocket again? They like <sighs> to do that every now and again. They do. They just, like, I guess some... I'm only reading Batman right now, but I guess okay. in Detective Comics, um, Azrael showed up again in the, the Batsuit, the sure. Nightfall Batsuit. Sure. Sure. Which was so sure. 90s cool. In fairness, though, they did over-design him intentionally to illustrate that Bruce is the one true yeah. Batman. Yep. I know what they were going yep. for. Yeah. I'll, I'll let it slide. Yep. Didn't stop him from cashing in on it, though. <laughs> oh, and um, also, uh, early buzz on tier rankings in Marvel versus... Ah, Capcom yeah. is a uh, Spider-Man's kind of kind of kind of high towards the top. Good for him. I saw um, a video of like early Justin Long footage with Spider-Man, and it's just sick. Jeez, I thought you said Justin Long Spider-Man. I'm like, wait, what? Then I the actor Justin. No, Long. no, I, I know it. I'm just picturing it in my head. I wouldn't hate it. That's kind of what I just thought, too, and now I feel weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I wouldn't... If they're doing, like, the, ten, the Spider-Man... Ten years, that, ago. ten years ago. No, no, I'm talking now. If they, if oh, they, if, no, not now. If they were doing, like, a not-high-school Spider-Man. He, he, he's not what he once was, sir. Well, has anyone seen him lately? I mean, since Tusk? No. <laughs> <laughs> then again, no one saw Tusk either, except me. Oh, I still haven't seen him. I do want to see it. Um, I'm not expecting normal Kevin Smith fare. Listen to the sh- the episode of the podcast for sure. Because the movie you're going to put in your mind is going to be really good. 
probably like what him and Scott thought when they were talking about it in the episode. Yeah. Then watch the movie. And then, you know, rethink it a little yeah. bit. Anyway. All right. Love you, Kev. We, we do. Uh, we've, we've dawdled on long enough, but now it's time to rustle some papers. Break out the notes. Drew, we're coming to the end of Defenders. We are. My notes are getting shorter. We are, yeah, mine too. We only got two episodes left. Is this episode a little bit of filler? Um, no, and I'll I'll say why. Okay. Um, you know, you notice how in Netflix <coughs> shows, Netflix, Netflix Marvel shows, there's always that episode that is at like the peak of the roller coaster going up. Yeah, and it's just like the kickoff for like the end run. Okay, that's what this episode is. It felt. At the end of this episode, I got that, I got that impression. It's it's the peak of the rise, and now everything's gonna get real fast. And this was episode six. Six ashes, ashes. Okay. So, what do you think of this episode outside of the? Ah. Uh... Uh... You know what? Let's skip right to the end of the episode. Wow. We're gonna talk about the episode, but let's because I'm most interested to hear about what was a shocker for me. Yeah. At the end of the episode when I first saw it. Okay. Here's here's the thing. You're paying Sigourney Weaver Sigourney Weaver money. You're you're getting that Weaver money and um, you know, they she got to give she got to give a little bit of a, you know, Oscar winning whatever. She got she got a a big big speech moment in, in the show here. Um but here's the funny thing. As I as I have noted here again, uh, we have something of a fractured hand. Yes, needs cast, if you will. Yes, you, uh, cast plaster. Mm-hmm. Cast, yeah, get, get it. Okay. Cast is broken like a hand. All right, trying too hard. Okay, okay, just making sure I'm getting that in there. <laughs> um, the hand's a little fractured, and. To me, there's still kind of a vague threat. I still don't know what's going on with them. And they're kind of selling Alexandra as like this big bad, but really she isn't, you know, I haven't seen her be big bad, really, you know. So anyway, she gets to give this, she gets to give that little speech at the end, how she's led them for a, however long you know they're, yeah. they're selling the antiquity and all that because she's been around forever which by the way i have some thoughts i will get back to that so i'm like oh okay here here's her big moment but she's getting she's yeah. getting that FaceTime. she's put she's she's given the heel promo like it's it's for reals now and then right when she's giving the big bad speech um yeah electra uh with the face turn so you think for about, you know, a second. And then, um, no, she's still a heel. Uh, more so. She kills Alexandra. Yeah. Straight up stabby stabby with the size. Yeah. Uh, so she's reclaimed the size. She reminds, so, okay. She basically, Electra gets all of, I don't know how much of her memory she has back at this point, but. Yeah. She. Stabs and kills Alexandra, reminds her that Daredevil's name is Matthew. Yeah. And then when I'm like, oh, she refuses to kill him. She, she, she's rebelling now because Alexandra yeah. tells her, go, yeah, yeah. go kill them. So I'm like, for that like one second, I'm like, oh, she's not, she's going to turn on the hand because she won't kill Matt. Yeah. And then about 10 seconds after that, 
No, 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 no. Yeah. Electra is now leading the hand. Yep. This, okay. Uh, I've, it's kind of... I, I get annoyed sometimes by filming techniques yeah. that are tipping a hand of something uh, about a hand, to happen. Tipping a hand? Yeah. I see what you did there. Like, when she starts speaking and the music starts rising yeah. and the camera starts zooming in her, I'm like... She's about to get killed. You Oh, you saw that coming. Yeah, I was like, somebody's going to, like, one of those hand guys are going to mm. kill her. I didn't see Electra doing it. I didn't see it coming with Electra. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but it was still like, I was like, oh. And it was a, still a nice surprise. Yeah. In the series, because this is like something you would normally expect from like end of a seventh episode, mid eight episode. But no, they're doing it kind of earlier on slightly um, like a couple episodes left yeah so i think it's a really it's a nice shock to the audience because you've established uh alexandra throughout the series and <clears throat> now she's just suddenly gone i thought it was yeah that was a really that was a really cool shocking moment and just jumping back to like the beginning of the episode um they're kind of at this point the nail's already in the wood. You can stop hammering. We get that Alexander's old. Are you talking about the record the, player? Yeah, the very beginning yeah. of the episode. Yeah, I was. I, that's actually my first note. Um, I know that she's old. Yeah, but she's also rich. Yep. Would she really have this old like with the big honking cone speaker record player? Well, it's it's an original, dude. Again, it's time to upgrade the. Ge- now that I, I'm buying vinyl, Alexander, look, <laughs> you have the money. The record will play on a new deck. It's okay. You can I, upgrade. I don't think she's listening for sound quality as much as she's listening for nostalgia quality or nostalgic reasons. I, I feel you, but, you know, you, you know, I'm with you. Like, they are selling her uh, being old a little hard. And then the dude shows up with the wine, and it's like, oh, I got it from the bottom of the sea, because apparently it came from like some ancient city that went underwater. Champagne. Champagne. Whatever. I'm just saying, you you who are a connoisseur of beer, which apparently Alexander is as well. Do you know she's always kind of drinking a beer when she's eating? I noticed it in this episode. Did she do it in previous ones, too? Or? I believe so. I wonder what she's drinking. So, yeah. Really upset if it's like Bud Light or something. <laughs> <laughs> you claim to have taste, man. That's... <laughs> I don't know why. Just like crap beer. Ugh, crap, not craft. Um, yeah. Um, so that's the big the big move with with the villains. I yeah. s- again still don't know what their end goal really is. Except we get like they flush out a little more about what the substance does. It keeps them alive, right? Yeah, it's used to, and we also get of what their. And goal ultimately is they want to get back to Kun Lun. Right. We kind of established that before. But so if they get back to Kun Lun, do they like live forever there or something? Is it like the land of milk and honey where like they're. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Because they've been saying like, you know, death is a possibility now that we no longer have the substance. We definitely need to get back to Kun Lun. But I'm wondering is if they just live in Kun Lun. Do you just live forever there by default, or is there a source of the substance in Kunlun where they can just feast forever? Um, Guess we'll see. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. So, while the hand is kind of fracturing, so too are our heroes. Yes. 
Specifically, uh, the three of them versus poor Danny. Oh, Danny. Like, I get it. There's there's points to be made on both sides of the argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The fight was great to see, though. Well done fight between Matt and Danny. And Can I make a comment on that? You may. Big ups to uh, the actors who portray both of them, because we got a mask-off fight here with uh, with both of them. So Yeah, so you know it's them Finn Jones, doing Charlie it. Cox. Good yeah. job with the fight choreography, oh, yeah. boys. That'll, very nice. Very nice. Um, so, Fist... Uh, mask-off. Danny hasn't had a mask. Well, you know... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a really bad beard does not count as a mask. Yeah. Um, he he uses the fist. Yes. And it causes like a concussion blast in the room, apparently. Which is a cool effect. It's cool. It's fine. If you're building up this fist to be what it is. Yes. Um, but then Jess basically just says like, Jess All ends right, it. Enough. She's like, sorry. Boom. Boom. I got a bunch. Um, this episode, along with a couple other episodes, have has really done a good job of building the Danny-Luke relationship. Uh, in, a, in a heavy-handed manner at one point, too, yeah. Eh, hand. Um, so I'm really hoping that that's building towards, if not a, air quotes, Heroes for Hire series, some sort of joint. I would love to see like an eight-episode Luke and Heroes for Hire series. I think they're going to have to uh, maybe do a test run with like a extended cameo maybe in Luke Cage or something. Preferably in Luke Cage. Danny's Danny's redemption has not come full circle just yet for me. Not yet. And this episode does actually kind of illustrate some of the reason why he is uh loathed. Um he he does well he he's got a point. Yeah. But I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the acting or what, but it's like he he does great on you a little bit. He knows what his purpose is, and he yes, he has a like kind of annoying way of going about illustrating it. Uh, the The character is in growth. Uh, he's not yet the Iron Fist we know from the comics. No, no, he's, he's, take, not. he's taking a little bit of longer time to get to that character. Um, but there's that one point where he's like. Luke Cage and the Iron Fist. We should be together on the streets. And it's You're like, Ooh, yes, you should be. I I got it, and I was kind of like, yeah. But I was kind of like, they're really trying hard here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there are things but that hey, you can try hard for. Hey, they're going to kind of make you cringe, and there are things you can try hard for. They're going to make you go, yes, yes, do that because do he, it. When he's with Luke, he's definitely more palatable, and yeah. Luke seems to have a higher tolerance for him. Yep, and it works to a degree. Um, so Electra before the episode, we got, I mean, I'm not saying that we got like a foreshadowing that she was going to kill Alexandra, but we We did get that kind of uh, flashback uh, Murphy. It's you moment. We get a little flashback from which she's (laughs) sleeping in, sleeping in in, in Matt's bed. (laughs) Again, there's that vision. Charlie Cox in the white silk grove. That's right. He really has to tell you something. He really does. Um, he loves us. Yeah, so she, you know, she she's on her way. She goes to her own grave and stuff. Yep. Like, you know, she and that's where Alexander finds her. Right. Um, that's where we get some background on the substance and whatnot. Right. 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 Um. So I, I mean, you know, that's 
that's the bulk of the episode, really. Except there is the one thing that we did not discuss. Yeah. So, um, Danny being restrained so that the hand cannot get to him yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't be so surprised then that Stick decides he is going to take that strategy to its logical conclusion. Yeah. He's going to try and kill Danny. It's it's very like a lot of people might have been shocked at this. This is completely within Stick's character. Absolutely. Like he's looked at this from every which way he can. The only conclusion is based on their current circumstances and what they know, if they want Danny alive, let me take that away from them. Yeah. I win. Yeah, because, yes, Danny is the immortal Iron Fist, but he's also just another soldier in a war. Yep. In Stick's perception. So Stick goes to kill him, cooks up some good old-fashioned Batman knockout 66 gas or, knockout gas. Yep, but to Luke. which he had the antidote for that he drank yep. that no one else did. Yep. Poor Luke had to pass out. Yep. Um, He's going to kill Danny. Now, to be fair, he does hesitate. Stick hesitates a lot in this episode. He does. So he he's chatting with Danny a bit, and maybe he's just trying to... Trying to make him understand. Yeah, which, you know... Trying to have as best he can a clear conscience for this. I guess. I feel like he wouldn't really care. But then again, you know, yeah. maybe maybe Stick does have a heart after all. But not for long! No. Nope. Because... It's uh, two hearts now. Spo- yeah. Uh, Electra comes in, and uh, my note actually says, Stick, at one point... Has an opportunity. He hesitates. Yeah. Seems unlike him, but she does not. Yeah. She kills Stick. Yep. And that's Good night, Sweet Prince. That sucks. Well, it was inevitable. He really. never died in the comics, did he? I think he did. He probably came back a few times. I don't know. Mm, no one's yeah. dead in comics. comics yeah. Wolverine. Death, Jean, cold. Jean Grey. What's, what's the difference? Yeah, Take some NyQuil. Takes care of both in comics. They, they don't call it the dirt nap because it's permanent, sir. <laughs> um, but so, that's, it still sucks because he's such a great character. Yeah, but I think he served his purpose. And, yeah, you know, you got to have casualties here. And you can't obviously kill one of your leads because they're going to be in shows. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we take some players off the board here. Uh, bye, Stick. You were fun. Stick up broke. <laughs> uh so, yeah, and now we are going to, I guess, like you said, we're tipping over the edge here yep. into the big free fall into the loop-de-loop. So, I'll let you know how that goes when I get there. Yeah. So, how have you? how's this experience been for you, going through it kind of week by week it's on a weekly fit. basis? It's fine. Because um, previously, when we've done this, we've uh, our discussions have been with the foreknowledge of what's coming. Right. And whereas I have that now, you do not. I do not. Uh, it's been fine. Um, I feel like even though this is an eight-episode show, now that's shorter, which we like. Yes. Yeah. You know, because Luke Cage and Iron Fist went way too long. But even here, I feel like we're padding things out a little bit. A little bit. We don't have too much story to go on here, so maybe it's a couple of these episodes that are just a little too... We could have we could have cut some of the of the fat a little bit. I'll be interested to hear what you th- how you think along those lines after you have the whole okay and not just the parts. That's fair. Just this yeah. this episode definitely was it felt a little. Know, they're taking like when when your plot point is that Danny's not gonna be doing stuff. It's kind of like oh well, that's kind of a boring episode. <laughs> well, he's not Bart. 
He's not always doing stuff. Yeah, true. True enough. But the, the, the rest of it, though, with, with yeah. uh, Stick dying and um, Electra's big turn and, you know, taking over the hand and all that. Okay, now it's like, oh, well, here we go. Now yep. we're building to something, you know, and now Matt's going to have a real personal stake in, in this fight. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just all building up. I could, I could feel the build. I just felt like this was the first kind of slow episode. Yeah. Did you notice Matt was playing his own show's theme song on the I piano? I was going <laughs> to say that was kind of cute, was it not? Yeah. If not a little cheesy? No, I don't think it was. It was good. It was good. <laughs> like, when he, when he started, like, I was like, he hit the first notes, I'm like, is he ding, ding, Yeah. Is he playing like, his thing? Then, then he did. Yeah, he did. I was like, well, okay. nice, little, nice little tip of the hat. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like he could, he doesn't have a theme song that's as memorable, memorable as like the Spider-Man song. So. Yeah. No, no, no superhero does. No. Uh, no. Are you, th- are you saying like theme song with lyrics or just theme in general? Because if you're talking, if you're saying theme song with lyrics, yeah, Spider-Man takes up. If you're talking theme song, theme, orchestral theme in general, original John Williams Superman, Superman score. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, no that, that's kind of what I was getting at. Okay. As you are fond of saying, dead stop. Full stop, yep. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, closing statements, read anything good this week? You know, I, I really have not. Um, light reading week, uh, very busy. Not enough hours in the day, sir, and uh, that is becoming a problem for me. So I need to find... Dive into the pile. Uh, I need to find time for a lot of stuff, and comics is is one of those things. So, yeah, yeah I'm, in, I'm in trouble. To, Metroid uh, uh, Return of Samus, though. Yeah? Take it down yet? No, but it's it's good. It's good. Did you open enjoying up your it a lot. Metroid Amiibos? Remember how you said... No, they're still closed. Um, <laughs> remember how you said board games, um, you like the social aspect and all that stuff? Yeah. Samus Returns is reminding me of what I love about... Yes, Lucas. About what I love about Metroid and, and my the kind of video games I really like. The isolation. Isolation, solitude, <laughs> and just finding myself in go you know, just totally engulfed in this. Yeah. In, in this game, this world, this map by myself. Where do I go next? And I'm like and then you know, I've had I've had a couple of times during the week where it's like I'm just gonna play for like a half hour and then like two hours go by. <laughs> So, it's uh, it's a great game. They That's did cool. a, they did a great job. Uh, Metroid is back, and I hope Nintendo uh, remembers that uh, Samus is really the she's the third member of the, of Nintendo's Holy Trinity, and I hope they keep that in mind. Mario, Link, Metroid. Yep. Not Donkey Kong. No, no, he's a he's a B, he's on the B team. One of these days we're gonna have to do like a tier list. I agree. It's a good like, idea. Like. You do one, I'll do one. We'll compare on the show. We should do like a video game draft. Ooh, yeah. We'll put that on the. Let's put that in the idea pile. We yeah, got, we got a little that, idea. We got put that idea. in the hopper. Yeah, yeah. Huh. We'll just get a whole bunch of characters or even games. And we'll just we'll have a draft. Yeah. I mean, that could be fun. You're gonna argue any non-Nintendo character that's taken out inside the top twenty. It's not my place to judge. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll grade the drafts after the fact. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, I think for me this week, uh, two standouts were the newest issue of Batman. Tom King's still doing a great job. The war of jokes and riddles is I'm enjoying it. It's cool. All right. Um, and also green arrow just finished up a uh, story arc is hard traveling hero story arc, which was done really well. I know we discussed like that trope kind of being yeah. played out, but they did it really well. And, <laughs> the end of it justice league offers him membership and he's like yeah now <laughs> so okay yeah really enjoying that still have to read old man jack big trouble in little china oh, oh, oh nice yeah i haven't gotten that um what else did i read yeah those were the two standouts so my my read pile is getting deep but uh I have, a, I have a very light week coming up i have a pretty size well four or five books that's not bad yeah Saga. New Saga comes out this week. Mm. Saga. Yeah. Someone please tell HBO to make Saga. Oh, uh, you're going to need a big budget. They got big budgets. You know how much every episode of those that Game of Thrones costs? Uh, that's fine for Game of Thrones. I'm not sure if you're going to get that on Saga. Then again, you might. It's got enough... <laughs> it has enough uh, substance to maybe take become a hit of some kind, but... Yeah. Still waiting on that Why the Last Man adaptation, though. And I'm, yeah. Because that's another one that could easily be... Do that, HBO. Cheaper. Just as good. Is it, though? I don't know. If it would, well, yeah. There's, oh, I, mm. Just from a visual effects standpoint. True. You would need some settings, though, and some post-apocalyptic stuff. and We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Let's see how the... Yeah, we'll, right, yeah, we'll see. Run it from Walking Dead. There you go. Do that. Okay. Use their locations. All right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. We definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to us, talk to us, send us questions, comments to be right on the show, you can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. And you can find all this information available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Drew, any last words, thoughts before I bring the gavel down here? Bring the gavel down, sir. We are good to go. We are done, folks. Talk at you next week.